Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. Have you ever heard of a beta test? It's totally okay if you haven't. Years ago, when I first started creating courses, I had no idea what a beta test was. I thought if, you know, you were going to launch something, you would just create it and then put it out in the world and boom, people would magically buy it. That's it. But there's another way to launch a new product or service, and that's to beta test it before you release it publicly, which ugh, I absolutely love because it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it and gives people an honest opportunity to give you feedback. A beta test is when you allow a small group of people to test your new thing, like whether it's going to be your latest service or for them to take a course before it's released or they can try a new product. Typically, it's at a discounted price in exchange for their feedback on it. Now, traditionally, you then use their feedback to improve the offer before releasing it to the public. Cool? Okay. So I knew you would be with me so far. And this episode, I'm going to spill the tea. I was really excited to work with our podcast producers and editors on this because it was a podcast episode that took us hmm, maybe about seven to eight weeks for us to actually go through, plan for it, record it, and deploy. Ooh, yeah, this is a long form, get down dirty, peel the curtain back. I'm going to show you the inside of our business and it's sometimes not so pretty. So in the fall of 2021, The social curator team and I decided to host a beta test for our brand new digital course, SOS Selling on Social. The vision behind this course is that it will teach a business owner everything they need to know about making sales on social media. We created modules on identifying your irresistible offer, creating social media content, teaching people how to talk about your business, three sales formulas to sell anything to anyone, and like a lot more. But instead of creating the course and then selling it to anyone who wanted it, we offered a beta test specifically for social curator users who wanted to provide weekly feedback. Ooh, yes, weekly. And they did it in surveys and then we had feedback calls and the team and I were on these calls. And I have to tell you that it was kind of a toss up for us to host a beta test because I have launched courses before. It wasn't a new thing for me. And I was like, we could put together a curriculum. We could launch a course. We know how I do it. But there was a thing in my gut, like a little tiny inkling, a little sparkle, a little fissure in my gut that said, you need to test this content. Mm. Okay. So we chose to limit this offer, this beta test offer to social curators, just paying users a social curator because one, it provided additional value for our already paying customers. And two, we hoped that those people who were already in our community, we hoped that they would give us the most honest feedback to improve the course. Like I didn't want somebody being like, I don't want to tell Jasmine because I don't want to hurt her feelings. No, 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 no. Uh, let me just tell you, we were right. <laughs> More on how much honest feedback people gave us. We're going to share that in a second. But for now, I want to set the scene for you. Throughout this beta test, there were two key players, Katie, the social curator manager, and Garo, our customer success manager. Both of these incredible women played a huge role in sending out surveys, reading through the beta tester feedback, and then consolidating the data for me and the team. Actually, I recorded a bit of a behind the scenes look at this process when we first began the beta test. Mm, Yeah, 
I created an audio diary each week of what we were learning. I was really candid about what worked and what didn't work. So let's listen to a bit of that now. We have officially started SOS beta testing. So in the last week, we had a three-day promotional period. We offered the beta testing opportunity just for users of Social Curator. And we were excited because over 650 people opted into the beta test, which is great and also a little nerve wracking because (laughs) getting that amount of feedback from people, I don't know. I've, I've never done a beta test this big. The biggest beta test I've ever done was 100 people. And so I think going into it, I just need to be mentally prepared that we're going to need an organizational structure to deal with that level of feedback. So let's talk about frameworking. Is this really nerdy? I mean, if this is nerdy, we don't have to talk about it, but I'd rather just get it out there because I want to document what we've done and what I've learned and what I'm doing differently this time around as we beta test. Every week during the beta test, we are sending a feedback form. This is just done on Google Forms. And we're asking a series of yes and no questions and then giving people the opportunity to give us feedback on where they got stuck or what they really liked or what they can make it better. So we're getting all of this feedback on a Google Form. But a Google Form is hard to read, especially if you're getting hundreds of responses. So I asked Katie, our social curator manager, to go through all of the responses and then start finding patterns between commonly given feedback. Based on all of the responses that she's getting from Google Forms, she's then creating a document that is distilling the main points that I need to focus on, what she's proposing we need to get changed, and a series of questions that I need to ask going into our feedback sessions. We are having weekly feedback sessions during this beta test so that I can say, number one, hey, I hear what you're saying. What do you think about these proposed changes? And then giving a forum for people to ask questions and give us feedback. Now, I needed the same thing to be done from the customer success side. So I asked Caro, I said, Caro, I know that we are getting a lot or a few or however many tickets. I don't know quite yet because we're right at the beginning depending on the types of tickets that we get. I'm not going to go through every single customer success ticket, aka an email. What I need her to do is to tag each of our correspondents according to what's happening with the SOS beta. And then what I need her to do is to organize what are the most frequently asked questions in the inbox? Where are people getting stuck? What's the positive feedback that we've gotten? And then based on all of that information, I need her to give me a similar document, just like Katie. What are the key points you're seeing? What do I need to address in the feedback sessions? I think it's important just for me to document how I feel right now. I feel like, so yesterday, it was like 5.30, JD and I had not whatsoever touched anything in the kitchen to start making dinner. I had skipped lunch because there was a thousand things to do. And he was at the house trying to take care of last minute things before we move in. Yes, I am beta testing a course and we're also trying to move into a house. Like there's not enough coffee in a day (laughs) to 
to really get through it all, but we're getting through it all. This is like literally a Jesus take the wheel moment. So anyway, it's 5.30 and we're exhausted and uh, we're not going to make dinner. Who are we kidding? So we're on our way to a restaurant and then I just realized I'm so tired baby girl is tired. Let's have her burn off some energy. So we go to Chipotle. You know, we just live in that fancy life. There is nothing a burrito bowl can't fix. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. So we're at Chipotle and sitting outside in this courtyard. They have a fountain. Luna's playing in the water. We're enjoying burrito bowls. I actually got a salad. Who am I kidding? Um, And we're talking about the SOS beta. And I said, you know, JDA went over some of the preliminary feedback on the Google Forms, and I'm going to be reading Katie and Caro's feedback tomorrow. We're having this conversation yesterday. Tomorrow is today, which is when I read all her feedback. And I said, I can just tell immediately we're going to have to re-record the classes. And he looked at me and he was like, what? Because one thing that a lot of people don't know is that the lessons that the beta testers are seeing was the second time we recorded all of the content. The first time we recorded the content, it was for a different objective. I'm not going to get into what that objective was. Just suffice to know it was for a different objective. And then we realized that that door closed, but we were sitting on an opportunity to create a course based on what people were asking for. So we re-recorded the lessons and one of the top pieces of feedback that we got was that the lessons, we asked people to go through two lessons, that they felt like the lessons were too long, that there were multiple topics in one lesson. So for instance, lesson one, a key pattern I started seeing coming up again and again was people had asked for lesson one to be divided into three videos. Lesson one is 30 minutes. I didn't think that a 30 minute lesson would be long, but after reading all of the feedback, people were saying, number one, it was long. And then number two, there was three distinct topics in that one video that should have been three 10 minute videos instead of one 30 minute video. And I, I actually know in my gut they're right. I just couldn't see it. And I feel at the time of this recording, it's October 29th and we already have all of our video planning days scheduled for the year and we're preparing for the launch of SOS. And to add another two days of full filming to my schedule, I'm going to tell you, I feel like it, I feel it fills me, okay, let's just be real. It fills me with a little bit of dread. They're hard. They're long, hard. Like they're long, hard days. And I know it's like Crimea River. It's a first world problem. Like, oh, poor thing. She has to stand in front of a camera for 16 hours and film. Oh, woe is you. I know there are people who are doing backbreaking labor. I get that. But it also feels like, man, It's just a lot of heavy lifting, but it's completely counterbalanced by the idea and the knowing that this is right, that the work we do now will number one, be a better experience for users moving forward in the launch. Number two, the type of brand extension and experience that people are going to have with a completely buttoned up course And then thirdly, 
there is a power that I'm so distinctly seeing of people being able to manage micro pieces of content and then deploy against it. I realize that watching a 30 minute lesson and then having a workbook after, it's like a shift in how you show up for work each day, right? I'm asking for a lot of time, huh? Shorter, very clear action. And the good thing about this is that after reading just this preliminary feedback, I haven't even gone into the live classes. The preliminary feedback has opened my eyes to the ability that we can create what we're calling a course buyer educational path. I just made up that name this morning. It's probably not the most glamorous, but hey, we're here for it. The course buyer educational path. And what we're going to do is we are going to give them a 30-day plan and a 60-day plan. That way, we can tell people what to do every single day, how much they're expected to watch, how long the workbook might take them. That way, people can actually go through and start building it into their weekly workflow. Okay, I feel like this has been so long, but you want to know what? It's where we are right now. In the clips from that first week, you can really hear like, the dread in my voice as I try to reconcile the idea of having to re-record the entire course. Like, I don't know, like, let me just say that again, but in like in slow motion, because that's how I heard it. Re-record the entire course. Okay, like, I know I'm being dramatic, but I swear to you, it was like slow motion underwater. It was a hard pill to swallow. Uh, Let's hear how it played out the following week. So I have some good news and some not so good news. No, actually, it's all good news. It's always good news because it will point us where we need to go. So the slightly less better news is the fact that as a team, we decided we need to re-record most, if not all, of the lessons on the inside of SOS. I have to tell you, it's very bittersweet. <laughs> like I think we somewhat suspected that that would be the case, and it has been confirmed that in order to have a better experience, we're learning so much on how people actually want to consume a lesson. So some of the stuff that came up immediately was 30-minute lessons are too long for most people. What they would prefer are three 10-minute lessons. And instead of having a workbook for a 30-minute lesson, they want like a worksheet or a workbook for each 10-minute lesson. And so it's just been very valuable for us to understand how to organize. Oh, another thing we learned was the style of workbooks. We were designing workbooks in a way that somebody would follow along, but then somebody had mentioned there wasn't space in the workbooks to actually write notes. And so what people wanted was a workbook that actually included empty space to write, which of course, that totally makes sense. But as we were designing, I, we were of the thought of, who would need a blank page to write? Well, when you're filling it out digitally, like on your iPad, your computer, or even if you print it out and you want everything to stay the same, yeah, you would need spaces for your notes. Again, we wouldn't learn this stuff until we actually heard back from hundreds of people. So that has been exceptional. Now, here comes an unexpected surprise. So as we're going through this content, we have the ability to meet and encounter brilliant business owners on the inside of Social Curator who are beta testers for SOS Selling on Social. One of those beta testers, I'm not going to give her name. I'll just call her EC. 
and she reached out by way of a message on LinkedIn. Now, I don't know if this is going to take the entire edit, but I thought it would be interesting to read a bit of her message. Now, I actually happen to know EC from the inside of the social curator community. I actually did a coaching session for her a few months ago, and I was impressed with the way that she thought. I loved her online presence. We dove deep into her business, and the entire community learned a lot. And we've stayed in touch by way of Instagram DM and keeping up with her journey here and there. So it was a delight to get a message. I'm going to begin with her quote starting here. Hey, Jasmine, I loved joining in on today's beta focus group for SOS. It was a great opportunity to understand where you're at in the process of building your products and services. It's been an amazing experience. I've done a lot of online learning and courses, and your commitment to making actual resources is superior. Okay, end quote, right? So I'm going to skip through where she said a lot of other nice things, and she was talking about how, unbeknownst to me, because when she did her business coaching, she didn't come on and explain that she was a master teacher. She was actually in a different industry, but has a background as a master teacher with advanced degrees in, wait for it, curriculum development and adult learning. (laughs) That's exactly what we're doing in this course. So let me go down further in her message. Here it begins another quote. What's been most interesting to me in working through SOS is to consider how you're beginning to build the back-end learning path for social curators. You're really expanding beyond that one signature offer that specialized in a singular aspect of a customer's journey, and I have a feeling that you will really see a return on this investment over time, especially if you can build out personalized learning paths of content. Okay. So then, okay, end quote. And she says, I'd love to share my observation and ask some big picture questions. Do you have time for me to meet or be able to meet with someone on your team? She goes on with this message. But when I read it, I was immediately struck with how blown away I was by a pitch. Now, I don't know with 100% certainty if this is a pitch. I just feel like I'm about 98% sure that this is a pitch. This is somebody who has experience, who paid to go through a beta course and then give us feedback based on experience we didn't even know she had. Friends, I just want to point out here that if you are ever in the position to pitch yourself in this capacity as number one, somebody who deeply knows and understands our community, or if you're pitching to another business, you deeply understand their community, their needs, their resources, how they function. Number two, you don't come out and pitch. You come out as a value add and you explain all the things that you would like to see and how you can help get better. I immediately read this message and I reached out to our content manager, Katie, and I said, we have to set up a meeting with EC. Like if nothing else, like I said, I'm pretty sure this is a pitch, but I actually want to see her pitch. I want to hear her pitch. And then if she comes in with something that's valuable for us, why would we not invest in somebody who has a clear value offer? Number two is a member of our community. And number three, she's not just saying, hire me to fix it. She's saying, I think so far, hire me to learn what it takes for individualized paths to learning. Dang, that's incredible because what we learn as we create this course could empower us as we create future courses. So bittersweet knowing we have to re-record, but not so bittersweet because we met somebody really incredible along the way who's dedicated to helping us from the inside of the community. Okay, not too bad for a singular week of learning.
So yeah, we decided to re-record as well as take EC's advice of creating course pathways to help users through completing it in 30 or 60 days. This was a monumental shift because though both of these decisions, rewriting the course and then creating the two pathways, like it was through those decisions that we stepped out of our comfort zones and prioritized the user experience first. This was less about the content we wanted to share. This was less about the content that we felt was important. It was less about the order in which it, and we said, hey, 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 no, no, no. User experience first. Ooh, we knew it would be easier to keep the course as it is. It would be easier to not write, design, and upload more resources. It would have been so much easier to say, "Mm, it's good enough. But we believe those who invest in this course deserve better than good enough. People who invest, like they deserve everything they need to market their business in the fastest way possible, in the most streamlined, easiest to understand. And that means we had to get our hands dirty. As you've already heard, we had tons, (laughs) tons of ups and downs throughout this beta test. But one of the biggest roller coaster rides that we rode, roller coaster rides, roller coasters, I mean, I can't even say, I can't even talk about the roller coasters. But like this, let's just talk about the apex of a roller coaster, so to speak, was actually to take the feedback. Of course, I know that taking feedback is necessary. And the team knows that taking feedback is absolutely necessary. But I mean, let's just be real. Like, truthfully, it's not always easy to get feedback on something you worked so hard to create. But you want to know what? That's why beta testing is such an important part of launching something. Because you're so in the content that you often aren't able to see the gaps in your own thinking. Like the people who participate in your beta test, they can see the gaps and they can tell you, hey, you skipped over a part. I recorded my real-time thoughts about this as we went into the last week of our beta test. So let's listen to that right now. It is 5.08 on Monday morning and I just wanted to be 100% transparent this may or may not make the podcast edit, but this morning I sat down for about an hour and I just poured over comments and feedback from people who've gone through now in beta testing for lessons. Some people have gone more than that, but it's so important to shift my mindset because I don't ever think that hearing straight out feedback is ever easy. Of course, we always want to hear things like, it was amazing, it was the best, it was life-changing. But oftentimes when you're asking for very, very honest feedback, it's never really all that easy to hear. And so I really had to walk myself through a practice right now because after pouring over hundreds and hundreds of comments and places where clearly, clearly, with our best intentions, we created this and then we realized now that there were gaps in the content we were teaching. And so the mindset shift for me in this very moment is to not feel down or to not feel like icky about hearing the reality of the content the team and I worked so hard on. But the mindset shift right now is to be so thankful that these people are making this course so much better. When somebody gives you feedback or tells you how to get better, it doesn't make it easier. 
It just gives you a clear path on deploying on the thing that you're supposed to do. So instead of getting overwhelmed, I am going to just say a prayer of gratitude and then I'm going to go work out. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to burn off. I'm going to get those endorphins going. I'm going to clear my mind. And then as I go into this beta testing feedback call, I'll have very specific questions on how we can further refine their feedback. Shortly after I recorded that clip, Katie, Garo, and I continued to consolidate our beta testers' feedback and improve the course. Then, after the beta test was over, Katie and our content creator, Christy, worked together to completely rewrite and reorganize the course content. The video team and I re-recorded it, and the design team redesigned all of the slides and redesigned all of the workbooks, and we did this all in just three weeks. Here's why. I wanted to give the social curator team a much needed break over the holidays. In order for us to take the week off between Christmas and New Year, we had to get everything dialed in. So it was like a big, it was a, so the tech team had a goal. We need to program, release, get out the courses aspect on the inside of Social Curator, all the tech. And then we needed all of our content team. So video, workbooks, all of that had to be uploaded and ready to go before we went on our Christmas break. It was kind of like, like hear like the Olympic theme song in the background. Like, I can't even, like, hold on. Let's leave space for the Olympic theme song right about now. Okay, so we did it. It was a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't sure we were gonna do it. But thankfully, y'all, oh my goodness, the final course looks virtually nothing like it did when the beta testers went through it. And that's exactly why we did it. We wanted them to rip it apart. We wanted them to find holes and give us suggestions on how to fix them. And they did. I told the team that your enemies stab you in the back, but your friends stab you in the front. Mm, That's the truth. I was stabbed so many times in the front. And the team, we all stood shoulder to shoulder, and we felt the collective force of the stabbing. And though it was sometimes difficult to hear, the feedback we received was so... Oh, completely invaluable. And I am so incredibly grateful that the beta testers made us better. Without them, SOS selling on social may not be as effective as helping business owners sell their products and services using social media. But now because of them, because of their changes, because this team dug down, I am completely confident that you will see results after implementing what you learn in this course. Hot dang. May we all put out products and services where we could say, I'm confident. Like come what may, honey, you do the work, you get results. If you are considering beta testing something that you're going to launch, or if you're planning to launch something this year and you haven't considered a beta test, do it. <laughs> like just, just do yourself a favor. It may be difficult. It may result in more work, but I have no doubt that it will result in a better product that helps more people and change more lives. Now you're probably saying, okay, Jasmine, I get it. I need to beta test before I launch, but how do I do it? Boom. I have the answer for you. Once you've created your new product, service, your course, or whatever else you're going to be putting out into the world, you want to find diehard members of your community to help you with trying it out. The perfect beta testers are those who are already familiar with you or your business or your brand. Perfect beta testers would be people who are like a really great fit for the thing that you're going to offer. 
Perfect beta testers are people who you know will give you honest feedback on it. Perhaps you gift your sister-in-law with a scarf that you crocheted. Well, follow up with her a week later to see, hey, is that scarf too itchy? Is it not warm enough? Is the pattern not versatile enough? Like, what would you do to make it better? Maybe you have a friend of yours test out your new service at a discount, and then afterward, have them answer a survey about their experience. Depending on what you sell, the possibilities are endless. But the most important thing is that you get feedback and wait for it use that feedback to improve it. Now I know it's tempting just to like put your new offer out there without a beta test. And then you're going to say, I'm going to get feedback from early buyers. Well, I've done that and it's possible. I just don't know if it's recommendable. I strongly advise against doing that for the simple fact that every single thing you sell reflects on you and your brand. And if you sell something that is imperfect and it doesn't serve your clients or customers well, I believe it could tarnish your reputation as somebody who's reliable and consistent in what they offer. I'm going to be completely real right now. I know that if we had released SOS selling on social in the form that we had given it to beta testers, there would be people who were confused or lost with the format of our content. It's hard to admit that because I I really genuinely thought we, we hit it out of the ballpark, but we didn't. And that's the truth. The order of the lessons didn't always make sense. The content was too long to easily digest. The workbooks weren't designed for how people wanted to use the workbooks, but we wouldn't have known that until we actually saw how people were effectively using the workbooks. We would have never have known if we hadn't beta tested it. If we chose to release it to people who were not in Social Curator, like they had no idea about Social Curator or the brand or what I did or who I was or the business benefits, like and that person bought it, they probably would have either A, complained because they're like, this doesn't make sense and then never bought from us again or B, they maybe wouldn't have given us any feedback and just walked away thinking, wow, that Jasmine, she sucks. <laughs> that course didn't work. I won't buy anything from her again. Like, those were those are the options. But now that we've beta tested it and we refined the course, I'm confident in the product. I'm confident you'll see results. I'm confident that we're delivering on our promise, which helps our brand and will likely lead to more purchases down the road. It is a benefit for the user. It is a benefit for the business. <sighs> wow. I always get so nervous at doing these like behind the scenes episodes. This is it. This is how you host a beta launch for your product or service in order to ensure you have happy customers who see results. If you'd like to learn more about SOS Selling on Social, I'm hosting a live class where you can learn all about it. Yeah, you get to see like the beginning, the middle, and the end, right? So you now know we beta tested it. Now what we're going to do is put together a class that's going to walk you through what I learned selling seven figures on Instagram. Mm. We break it down even more. In this class, you're going to learn my five-part social media sales strategy to help you get more eyes on your business and more money in your wallet. And of course, I'll share how this course will help you in your business journey. I'm so excited to share these tips with you. So save your seat. I would love to see you there. jasminestar.com forward slash sales. Or you can click on the link in the episode description. It's jasminestar.com forward slash sales. I'll see you there.